Hello troops, Tomo here. Before we kick off this next instalment, just a few shout outs. First up being Combat Fuel. If you like sports supplements, you like your veterans and you like giving to charity, go and see Combat Fuel. Put in the promo code WARRIOR15 at checkout for 15% off. You're welcome. If you're like me, you love your coffee. You love your veteran companies and you like it roast to order and ground down specifically to your taste. Go and see Dead Mammoth Coffee. Now Dead Mammoth Coffee, not only are they veteran owned and veteran run, but they do grind it down specifically to your taste and it is roast to order. If you want 15% off, put in the promo code MILL15 at checkout for 15% off. If you love veteran companies and you love your sports apparel, go and see Right Flank. Now Right Flank's support many 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 different projects and avenues that veterans are going through so go and see them go get some alley equipment alley fitness gear and what have you put in the promo code flanked 15 at checkout for 15 percent off if like me you suffer depression anxiety ptsd sleep disorders eating disorders whatever it may be it could even be muscle soreness the best thing to use is CBD oil, and the best in Britain is the one and only Infusion CBD. Put in the promo code GRANITE15 at checkout and get yourself 15% off. But, now however, it is time for me to get started with this next instalment. Now this young lady is going to be an absolute legend. This is her first ever podcast for a start, and it was a privilege to have her on. She plays for the Manchester United women's team and she has been all around the globe perfecting her craft is the one and only Leah Galton. Welcome to the Granite Zero podcast. Thank you. Not bad. Just having a day off today, so having a pretty chilled one. Yeah. Uh, that's good, isn't it? So it, your last game was Everton, was it? It was, yes. From my from my fan perspective, mm-hmm. good couple of goals. Good couple of goals. Yeah, much needed, I think. Yeah. So what what sort what what first got you into football then? Um, to be honest, it was my dad. Um, my dad's played football since he was like he was probably my age, and he was actually re- he was pretty good at it. Um, yeah. Got like quite high into like trials at like you know like average teams, but like in that day and age, it was pretty good for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, he played he played till he was like late twenties on the left wing. So obviously, I think that's where I get my passion for playing on the left wing from. Yeah. Um, but then he kind of had like an issue with his his heart, so he had to. They basically told him he had to stop playing. But my dad, being my dad, was like, "I'm not stopping playing, but I'll go and go." 
so yeah, he ended up going and gone. To be fair, he's been pretty good. He only retired a couple of years ago, and he's like 57 now. So he he went for a while, but he's definitely where where I got my passion for football from. Yeah, that tends to be the thing that well, me and my brother obviously not never played at the level that you played or playing at, should I say? But yeah, that was forced upon us by my old man. My old man played at a quite a decent level yeah. back in his days. He was a goalkeeper as well. But me and my brother being only five foot six, there's no chance of playing in goal. What <laughs> <laughs> we said. Oh, that's great. So you played over in over in the states for a little bit. Yeah, um, I went to college there when I was seventeen. I moved over there. I went to Hofstra in New York. Um, wasn't too sure about it, to be honest. At the start, I was a bit a bit scared. Um, obviously, it was, it's kind of upping your life, isn't it, and moving away. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was. Ve- I'm very like home girl, so I love my like been around my family. I love being at home, um, yeah. but I thought I needed to try it. Uh, I needed to do it. Um, I need to do something different, basically. Um, so I went over when I was 17, and the four years of college were the best four years of, of my life. Yeah. 100%. Best four years of my life so far, to be honest. Um, they, they take it quite seriously over there, don't they, the Yanks, as in women's football? Yeah. Um, especially at college, it's actually a lot more serious than people think. Um, obviously, you get to train and study at the same time. Yeah. Um, but you train every day as well as going to school, so you're still like a full-time athlete, but you you also got class on top of that. Yeah, yeah. Because a, a few of um, the different podcasts that I listen to, uh, one of them being the Fire and the Kid, he was a NFL or trying to be in the NFL. He was an American football player, and he said that the onus on sports is so big that they put everything into it, and then like student comes sort of at the side. Is that is that sort of how we got a dog jumping on you there as well? <laughs> this is my little scruff. He's uh, a little scruff. He is a scruff. <laughs> uh, um yeah, I mean I got uh scouted from from over here basically. So one of the girls on my team now, Amy Turner, she used to play at Hofstra. Um and the coach asked her about me and basically basically said like he was like I really wanted to come like could you talk to her about coming and he hadn't watched me play he hadn't seen anything but he like very quickly was like I want you to come she was like yeah like she should go so it was kind of like off the bat and I wasn't really prepared for it but I had a couple months to pack and get myself ready to go and uh, it was it was pretty quick yeah how did did you focus on that then like um, mentally sort of because that's a big thing like especially at a young age, like uproots and. I really struggled with it for the first. So I went out for preseason, which was August, and it was preseason's a month long. So I was away from home in a different country, quite far away, living with girls I didn't know, yeah. and training twice a day, like every day for a month, and it was brutal. I mean, I used to go back to my room and I used to cry every day. I used yeah. to Skype with dad every night and I used to say, "I want to go home." Uh, I need to go home. And yeah. my dad, dad said to me, "If you can stick it out till Christmas, we'll reevaluate things. Yeah, and yeah. if you want to come home, you can come home. If not, you can stay." I've got a pretty similar story to that, really, as well. Um, so when I left to join the military, I left uh, when I was twenty, yeah. and I'd, I've never been away from home at all. And the, where, I'm from Hereford originally, so everyone's like, 
coast. Literally, I had to travel all the way over to Boris and Edmonds, completely the opposite side of the country, away yeah. from everyone I knew. Meet yeah. up new blokes, getting shouted at every day to make sure my kit's all polished. Boots are polished, my kit's all cleaned. I remember, excuse me, it must have been, yeah, we were coming up to the family's day, which is a month in. And I remember phoning up my, up my brother and my dad, and I was like, I can't do this. I don't want to be shouted at every day. Yeah. My dad was like, just stop being a sissy or along those lines. Stick it out. You've got family's days coming up. You've got a long weekend. And just like your old man said, reevaluate. And if you, and to be fair, I did. And it's the best thing I ever did was stick it out. But yeah, I know exactly that feeling of being homesick. I think it. You have to just get through the beginning, don't you? It, if it, that's the hardest thing I tell people, like a lot of young kids ask me, like, how do you get through home, being homesick? And I'm like, it's something you kind of just have to do. There's not a way to do it. You just have to sit it out, and eventually yeah. that that feeling kind of leaves, doesn't it? And you you feel like somewhere else. And especially if you've got a good um, uh, group of people around you. But obviously like-minded like for you for example you got all the footy players when I was there we got lads that joined to be soldiers yeah camaraderie around you helps you it then becomes your second family which I think is what you need exactly and I think if, if you were there by yourself it would be different wouldn't it like I don't think anyone would go and do it but like you say my, my team became my family like very quickly yeah. even though I didn't know any of them yeah it's a, it's a big thing trying to find and making new friendships and that sometimes it can be difficult especially like yourself a, a English chick going over to America they don't really land our uh, sense of humour at the best of times so no. <laughs> difficult to break down those barriers <laughs> that was that was probably the funniest bit for me half the time they couldn't understand what I was saying most yeah. of the time they were just staring at me and I was just like right okay <laughs> yeah I know what, I know what you mean there <laughs> So, who have you got coming up next in the league? I did look, but I've completely forgotten. We've got West Ham on the 22nd. And then we've got Man City on the 28th, which obviously is huge for us as well. Derby yeah. Day. Derby Day. Derby Day, yes, they did. Good for me. Yeah, me and, dad, me and my dad went to the game, actually. They went to the game? Oh, yeah. But atmosphere, even watching on the telly, the atmosphere was... I think there's been a bit of a turn um, from what I've noticed. Like, yeah. some, something seems to have clicked in it, and it's, it makes it makes me happy anyway. <laughs> yeah, very happy. And to tell you the truth, I'm not. I have never been a Man United support, but obviously since playing for them, you kind of follow them, don't you? Yeah. And yeah, we went to the game yesterday, and it was unbelievable. Yeah, it definitely was. Are you? The women's team is quite relatively new. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, um, this is only our second season together. Yeah, because you got promoted last season. Did you win the league last season? Yeah, we won the championship last year. Um, to be fair, it was, it was pretty easy for us. Yeah. Um, we had to start in the division below before we could go up. So yeah, yeah. we kind of we, we won that league pretty easy. And then obviously this year it's, it's a different challenge and it's been very good so far. I think we're currently sitting fourth, which is pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good, considering like the likes of the Arsenal ladies have always been like the top dogs, haven't they? Yeah. From what I from what I know, from what I know, like my niece follows the Arsenal ladies. She's uh, her 
her team is one of the sister teams or something. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, so she's really into her football. She's just coming back from quite a bad injury. She's done something to her ankle ligaments, unfortunately. But she loves it. She takes no prisoners. She's a, she's a little animal. Bless Good. Her. That's but what yeah, I like. She absolutely loves it. She She's a... Uh, she f- finds lots of sports very easy. Um, yeah. The fact that she finds them easy, she loses interest. But football, uh. football, she's just stuck to it. It's brilliant. Like she played for the girls' team that both me and my brother played for the boys' team when I when I lived back home. So she's playing for them. Oh, Tupsy Pegasus! <laughs> even even captain the side, just like me and my brother. Brilliant. <laughs> Following the family footsteps. Yeah, eh? family footsteps, but. I, I, I can't lie. I've been trying to get my um, my eldest daughter into football, but she doesn't really seem to. She she doesn't mind it. She likes playing it. She wears a little United shirt every now and then. And so does my uh, my youngest. But with my work and things, it's trying to get the time to go and take them out and kick a ball. Um, but she's more into gymnastics at the minute. It usually goes one way or the other. Like. <coughs> They either want to do gymnastics or they want to do football. They want to do rugby or they want to do ballet. Like it's very. Yeah. Well, both of them, both of them are very good dancers. They both do ballet and things like that. Um, yeah. But the eldest has has been bugging me since well since she was about six to get into gymnastics. <coughs> and uh, down here in Kent, it's it's so popular that it's difficult to get him onto a, a onto the team or the scheduling thing or whatever it is. But we finally got her on it, and she, she's got her first badge already after a month and things like that. It's going really well. It's really good. But I, do, I, I do think that gymnastics are like their mentality are the people who have the strongest heads because that sport is on another level. It is. It is. Some of the things I've seen her doing already, I'm like, please. <laughs> then you look through, and they've got the... Uh, where the main squad are training, and some of them are only about 12, 13. So some of these like girls and a few of the boys, but some of the boys are absolutely ripped. I'm like, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> it's madness. <laughs> it's madness. Mad. Yeah, but you're right there. I think I think all sports, whether it's football, rugby, tennis, hockey. Being in part of a team helps, but I think just the physical aspect is really good um, to get a good mindset and to stay focused on things and keep happy. And it's dealing with the setbacks is a big one. How do you normally deal with setbacks, if you've had any? Um, I, to be honest, I've only just come back from injury. So Everton was my first game back after about, I was out for four and a half weeks, I think. Um, so for me, it was just getting my head right for that game because obviously I have been out I hadn't touched the ball and I trained I think I trained three times before the game and it was getting back involved with the girls getting back on the pitch kicking a ball for the first time in four weeks like as much as like you don't think you lose it you kind of you don't lose it but you you become a bit rusty yeah yeah you know, you've got to get your touch back you've got to get certain things back of the game and to be fair I thought I did it pretty quick because obviously in the Everton game I played pretty well so I was happy with the outcome because obviously it could have gone one way or the other. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I had a little look-see through the highlights just before I uh, started the call with you. And, yeah, so some decent touches there. And that first goal, hell of a finish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Giggsy style, right into the top. 
finish, goal scorer. But I think with setbacks for me, it's like when, especially when you're injured. I've had a few injuries, but not loads and not really bad ones, as in like they've been out for like months and months and months. I think what I've ever been out is I was out for four months when I did my back in America, but that was just a whole different lifestyle and everything. But here it's very much you've got a lot of support. You've yeah. got a lot of connections. The girls get behind you. You still got to do your workouts in the gym. If you can't use your legs, you've got to use your upper body. You know, if you can't run, you can bike. There's always something you can do yeah. to keep going and keep mentally, like, keep mentally in the game. Having a club that's the size of Manchester United behind you as well, that's going to help. Massively. Um, our connections and our support work is, is fantastic. I've never been in a club that has that much support and network we've got like nutritionists that help you with your nutrition when you're out injured they know exactly what not to eat and what to eat more of and um, the coaches get behind you you've got your physio you've got one two physios you've got doctors you've got everybody you possibly need we've even got um like a psychological woman that comes in brilliant and you can have meetings with her if you need to talk about whatever's bothering you which is really really good it, it seems. It seems. I always wondered why United didn't have a women's team for for ages. I'd always like look every now and then at the at the table. It's like why? Is there, why isn't there a United women's team? I know. It's mad that they never had one, but now they do. Yeah, championships coming your way soon. Yeah, I would hope so. That'd be. I mean, I want to eventually get to the Champions League, obviously with United, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. which is huge. So hopefully, in a couple of years, we can we can definitely get there. Yeah. Did you did you did you play in Germany? I saw that you were on the books for Bayern. It was Bayern, wasn't it? Bayern Munich. Yeah. yeah. Um, another unbelievable club. Um, I mean, their their facilities and their team. They were really good people. <coughs> I struggled with the language. Yeah, I, I was going to say, how did you cope with the language barrier? I really, really struggled with it. Um, that's why, kind of part reason why I ended up coming home and not staying out there for very long um, yeah. like I said the, the girls and the, the coach and staff were unbelievable but it was too big a too big a thing for me I couldn't express myself really I couldn't I couldn't you know be who I am I had to kind yeah. of break it down for them to understand and I also struggled on the pitch because everything they spoke was in German yeah cool. so cool. Yeah. you know the first two weeks I was just like I really don't know what's going on I did always wonder that, because to be fair, you're the first professional football player I've ever spoken to. But when it when it comes to um, like going overseas to play for these other com- countries, how hard it is, how hard is it to pick up another language? Because well, I tried at school to learn French and things like that, it just didn't work. So, hard, isn't it? Yeah, and even even to the extent when we're getting ready to go on tour with the military, we have to try and learn Arabic and things like that. It's like I, I can't. I could say about it, so <laughs> God knows what it's like when they're trying to pass a ball to you. When I like, obviously, you you get to know people in like it in football, and I know a lot of girls that have gone abroad or like have gone to other countries and they pick up the language and they've studied it and they're picking it up and they're sticking at it, and I I credit them massively, and that's something that's to me is harder than adjusting to the football out there because you pick up the football after a couple of weeks, but for them to sit there and, and maintain like learning the language every day and making sure they do to be able to stay out there like props to them because I couldn't do it I struggle 100% on that one because <laughs> I, I 
de- I definitely couldn't. I, I, I struggle with English, let alone <laughs> another language. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, what, what's in the pipeline for the future? More, um, obviously, you want to be striving to get better at within United, um, and eventually win the league and, and Champions League. Is there any other sort of goals you got in mind? Um, I just want to. Sorry, one second. My dog's just chewing something. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> um, <laughs> I kind of want to. I want to better myself to better the club as much as like. Obviously, that comes part and parcel. I need to stay fit. I need to get fitter. I need to be in the gym more. Like I have a lot of things that I want to do to better myself for the club to give yeah. them a best chance of playing me because obviously it's, you don't take it for granted like obviously starting you never know if you're going to start Yeah. so you have to con- like you're continuously being pushed by everyone we've got great players on our team you have to perform in training otherwise you don't get starting position exactly obviously everyone wants to start if you don't start and you're a game changer also you've got to come on and make an impact which is one of the hardest things I think I've ever had to do yeah. um, last year yeah, last year that's I a, came off the bench quite yeah, a lot. That's a skill in itself. Yeah, I think yeah. I think that is sometimes harder than starting a game. Yeah, definitely. mentally because you have to come on and you have to be straight into the tempo, straight into the challenges, straight into everything. Yeah, hundred percent on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had a similar sort of thing when I was playing. Um, I used to play basketball at a high level. I know being known five foot six is quite hard to believe, um, but I was always uh, the, in the teams that I played in. I was always the main main guy. I was always the ball handler. And then eventually, my coach was like, "No, I would like you to become more of an impact player. So come off the bench." And, try, and I was like, "Hey!" And then I had to try and switch on how I, how to play. I know basketball is a lot different to, to football in that aspect, but trying to pick up the pace of the game because it's so fast and then yeah. coming off the bed not quite ready and yeah it's just a, such a difficult difficult task to do rugby yeah. was the same as I played rugby at school it was like coming yeah. off the bed like oh this is a <laughs> different speed <Nah. laughs> yeah whack I think that <laughs> as much as like all sports are so different there's some aspects that are exactly the same like anyone coming on to a game in any sport is going to be difficult it's going to be challenging but that's where I think athletes and stuff like people don't see that side they don't they just think a lot of people say to me oh you get to do what you love every day like you just get to run around on the pitch and kick a ball I'm like yeah but it's a lot more than that Uh, yeah it is is, I think a lot of people don't realise all the hard work that athletes football athletes go through to be at that level it's like me and my brother were discussing the other day because we've got a charity football match coming up that okay. in July against Spurs Legends okay. me and my brother at semi-decent level there's a few other players that played at semi-decent level and then we've got a few lads that just wanted to play yeah. you know, basically never played 11 aside football properly before and we're like you do realise we're playing former professionals that, that can't take this lightly but yeah, they might not be as fit as us now, but there's movements and the way they play the ball is going to be you're going to be running around in circles basically. Yeah. But people don't understand the the why you guys are at that level compared to everybody else that plays on a Sunday league or whatever. Yeah. 
it's a lot of sacrifice and a lot of hard work and dedication, which I, I take my hat off to you for, for that, for the hard work that you're putting in and, and what have you. <laughs> and then you get players that are on the next level, like Ronaldo, who is just a freak athlete. Madness, he's, he's unbelievable. Right on his feet, just so his legs go quicker, it's mad. <laughs> I actually had the, the conversation today about commitment and stuff with someone, I can't remember who it was, but we were talking because when we get like, we, we, we get two days off a week, so we get like a recovery day after a game, and then midweek we get a day off between training. And like, as much as most people would be like, oh, you get two days off a week, that's good, it is good. <laughs> but like, I don't think most people understand that on them two days like you can't really do anything because you're recovering so you can't yeah. go out and go party on the weekend because you're recovering you know yeah. you can't yeah. can't like people kind of think oh you've got days we're not really meant to do anything that's tiring because you're meant to be recovering for training the next day yeah it's, it's a completely different ball game pardon the pun, yeah. than what it was like obviously previous in like the 80s 90s it was all very much a drinking culture wasn't it still wasn't until the the not i hate saying noughties it just sounds stupid wasn't until the noughties that it always seemed to take a take a swift change where it was like no you're you're an athlete you can't be going out on the piss exactly um and i think we have limitations but then when i look at like premier league players like they play boxing day they can't have a drink on christmas day you know they play new years they can't go out for new years like they have to sacrifice so much like i think i sacrifice a lot and i think our team sacrifices a lot but when you look at like premier league and championship they sacrifice even more yeah exactly and i think a lot of people take it for granted as well when they see some players like when i think it was rio sent a tweet out once think of us when, we're, when you're out partying because we've got a game tomorrow or something <laughs> that that was like you, you know you're going to get a little bit of backlash on that one Rio because of the amount of money that you're making but I, I've always been I've always argued for football players in that aspect when they say oh but they get paid too much blah 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 and then you go hang on a minute but I couldn't sell out Old Trafford to watch me play football so exactly. yeah they're getting paid that much because people are coming to watch them play. Yeah. You're paying yeah. for them, basically, for buying the, the kits, going to see the game, all the other stuff. So, stop moaning about it. And yeah. Let them just play. Let, yeah. Um, we had um, a woman come in from Mamma Mia. She's the lead like, actor in Mamma Mia. Oh, yeah. And she came in and it was really interesting. They've done a, doc- a little documentary on it and basically she came into our work for the day and like looked at what we did and then our head coach went to her work for the day and went to like see what she did and as much as they're completely different that it was crazy because she said what did she say at the end she was like we are basically the entertainment for the rest of the world so like you've got your work goers you've got to work and do their thing but when they're off we're at work so on yeah. the weekend when they're off that's that's our time to work and that's our time to perform exactly and, and it's not like you said, you have your, your, your two rest periods. It's the same as everybody else. Yeah. And, it is, and this, this comes up to the point with the uh, all the abuse that football players get on game day. Yeah, you're going to get some of the banter that comes through, the cheers and jeers. But when it goes to that next level and they're starting to be abusive, it's like, you don't come to my work and start having a go at me. Exactly. And 
I, I was listening to Talk Sport, I think it was, and they were they were talking about it about the uh, Eric Dyer thing where he ran up the steps. Oh yeah. And it was like, well, he shouldn't have done that. He's a football player. It's like, well, if you found out that someone was having a go at your family, you'd probably do the same. Exactly. Or it's just. I think it's just like we're always told. Obviously, we have to be very careful. What even like, and I know women's football is not yet as big as it, it's gonna be, and definitely not as big as the men's. But we are. We have to be careful with like Instagram. We have to be careful what we post, what we say, what we retweet, what we like, everything because there's always somebody watching. Yeah, it's it's just mad, isn't it now? And you could sort of see how they got away with it back in the day with some of the things that. Uh, they said and did because obviously there was no social media about but now yeah as soon as you click on the wrong thing it's <laughs> yeah you're in the shit if it's wrong <laughs> yeah it's gone <laughs> but you know what I mean it's like it's like, it's like my brother we, we always have a, a standing joke because we've um, every now and then we'll have a few topics that are a bit um, close to the mark it's usually around like um, transgenders in sports and things like that. Yeah. And it's like, well, you're trying to get me kicked off YouTube here, like jokingly. Um, but it's like, there's so many little tripwires about this. It's, it's difficult, especially when, like myself, doing a podcast. I, I don't. I tend not to have a filter, and it sometimes gets me in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like you have to really try and think about what you're saying, and it's a bit like. Uh, when I sent out the uh, the email to, to your management and they sent me back, oh, you send us the list of questions you're going to send. And I'm like, oh, that's the first. I've never had to... So obviously, I, I haven't had anyone as high profile as a Man United player before. So it's like, oh, shit. What, what yeah. sort of questions? But yeah. Um, and I, because I, I, like, I... We get a lot of like interesting people that ask like very like odd questions and just as like protect them for us and whatever yeah, they did after, like what we say yeah I, I totally um, understood it and I was like um, I, just, I sort of put on there totally understand it's usually just a chat that we have I don't usually have a set number of questions but yeah. I'll probably bring up these sorts of topics and they were like oh yeah that, that'll be but thanks for that yeah don't worry about swearing and things like that um, that's fine <laughs> But it's mad how um, you get some some people that try and get on the show, on this show, and the amount of people that just either ignore it or or, or, or what have you. Or I've had a few that haven't even bothered. They've, they've set in a schedule and it's like, yeah, cool. So I've laid out my time. I get in my shed, you So I'm in the shed at the minute. This is where I'm oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> And... Uh, I'm ready to go, and then I'll get. Oh, sorry, I can't make it now. It's like, oh, or or they don't even send anything. They don't even reply or anything, and I'm just sat here going, oh, brilliant. Oh wow. Uh, just a quick one, quick one on that. Thank you very much for coming on the show. No problem. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's the first podcast I've ever done, so. It's hey. <laughs> Good for both of us. Um, yeah, exactly. So, uh, you played for Leeds. I did, yes, when I was 14. Fair play. So, that's a big step from Leeds to United, you know, a small club to a big club. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> huge. 
obviously oh, at that point I I didn't know where I wanted to go with my career like a lot of people were telling me oh women's football's not big enough you don't make enough money you need to find a job blah 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 and I always thought like no it's going to get there like one day I'll be able to make enough money to live and so obviously I was at Leeds then and I was just playing for the the whole academy I went through the academy and then <coughs> to the women's first team and I was yeah. there till I went to America when I was 17 it's a hell of a journey you've been through really and that like you said then oh there's no money in women's football and things like that there's been so many sports where they've said that I'll take for example the UFC for that one because I've had um, a UFC uh, title content, women's title contender on the uh, on the show a few months back and they said the same like you'll never have women's football uh, women's football uh, women's fighters in the UFC it's never going to happen and now all of a sudden they're headlining pay-per-view events and things like that which so is amazing yeah, to see yeah when people say that you, you'll never make a living as a w- women's footballer it's, it's obviously going to go on the rise you know how big it how big it is in America is, is, a, is a huge thing anyway but it's crazy how much they actually enjoy the fo- soccer over there yeah yeah, <laughs> definitely something. The, the change in it over here as well, especially um, the last uh, was it was it the World Cup? I think the Women's World Cup was watched by millions, and it was like it's starting to compete now, uh, viewing wise. It's just trying to get the uh, the regular matches watched by by people. I think. And it's good because a lot of our like league games are now being televised, which is great for us and great for the league. Um, we I think our Man City game on the 28th was meant to be on the Sunday, but now it's on the Saturday because it's getting televised, which is unbelievable for us. Brilliant. I'll, be, I'll make sure I watch that. <laughs> I'm going to have to now. <laughs> now, to be fair, though, I have been I have been following the um, the women's. Uh, team just uh, as soon as you guys appeared last was it last season it was last season wasn't it yeah. yeah as soon as that appeared up on the old Instagram I was like oh fucking finally yeah and then, finally and then yeah I've been um, making sure I at least catch the highlights of it and uh, yeah it's on the up it's good it's good it is and I can tell you something the girls of this team unbelievable um, I don't think I've ever been in a, as much as a close-knit team as we are at Manchester United. Yeah, that, that, that's got to be a huge thing for, for having such high morale and being as skilled as you guys are. It is just only going to encourage more success. Exactly. Happy. And obviously, as a team, you always have your ups and downs, don't you? Like We had a bit of a bad patch recently. Not bad, but not our best patch. And yeah. we were up and down with results and Things weren't going our way, but you know you have to. That's when you have to stick together. That's when you have to be the tightest team you've ever been because it starts to break people if not. Yeah, definitely. And you sort of see that with with the United first team when the when the results weren't going quite right, and it all seemed to, the wheels seemed to be falling off, and then all of a sudden we get a couple of uh, you get Bruno in and. and it all seems to be clicking back into place now, and then ten games in and unbeaten is—it's like 
everyone was saying there was some sort of <laughs> some sort of big dramas with, with United because of, because uh, we're, we're in a in a transition phase and and that goes for the women's team as well if you think about it being so new you're still transitioning into um, the ways of the, the top league and and getting getting through it all hats off to you lot because you're, you're smashing through it and being fourth in your second season just a, a amazing I think we're definitely getting somewhere I think that obviously this year we didn't know what this league was like I'm still learning every day how some of my teammates play you know yeah. like you have to create bonds with them you have to form relationships with them on and off the pitch that's not easy to do and no. that takes time like that takes you can't just do that overnight that takes a lot of time so I think the more time we are connected together and we are as a unit and play not as many players go in and out obviously you get new players to freshen up places and people do leave and stuff but that's also challenging. When someone leaves and someone new comes in, you have to then connect with them, you have to work with them, see how they play. It's constantly a bit of a head game, but a good one, because it's challenging. Yeah, yeah. And I suppose having new players that are coming in, people coming up through youth setups and things like that, keeps keeps the first team on their, on their toes, doesn't it? So you've got a challenge to maintain yeah. your position, which having, having that challenge will make you better players anyway. Um, the fact that you're playing against a really decent op- opposition as well, it's just going to keep getting better and better, I think. Hopefully. All the trophies. <laughs> Let's do it all. Do it all. We're the first team to win win the treble. <laughs> that would be the day. That might happen, you know. I have, I have a good faith in that happening, to be fair. Yeah, it's all, it's always good to see Liverpool down at the bottom as well, down at the bottom of your league. <laughs> Do you not like Liverpool? No. <laughs> <laughs> I've got nothing against the women's team, just the men's team. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are the rest of the plans for you for your day? Is it is it a day off, or have you got more training? What have you got today? Um, day off today. Um, we're back in tomorrow, so. Just going to go walk the dog. Going to do my bits and bobs. Chill out, really. Yeah, make the most of the rest. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good, mate. That sounds really good. Yeah. <coughs> I've got, I got school run to do in a bit, which will be fun. Um, <laughs> I love a good school run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then just, yeah, cook dinner and that. That's, that's, my, that's me for the, for the rest of the day. Make sure the eldest is all right. She's not feeling too good. Bless her. I'm surprised she hasn't put. She's um she's upstairs with me. She's not like I said. She's not feeling well. Every now and then she pops out and like pops her head in. Like, what are you doing, Daddy? Oh. I thought she might have done it, but she's obviously just chilling. <laughs> Bless her. I, I'll, I'll I'll let her know that I was talking to a, a professional women's player and see what she says. Might give her the itch. <laughs> You'll give her the itch. You'll go, oh, let's go kick a ball. Like, oh, oh yeah. get your boots yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, we do. We have taken her down down the park with um one of my close mates. His his boy likes 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 playing football. Obviously, like most boys do, but she doesn't like playing against him because he's like he's a he's a bit too rough. 
Get her to get her elbows out. Yeah, I, I was saying that. I was saying. I was like, come on. You're my daughter. You should be two-footing them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, yeah, when, when I when I go back home, I should be, hopefully, get to watch one of my niece's games. Because I, I went to see her practice the other, uh, a few months back. And she is a decent player. And I believe that the team that she plays for is, one, like I said, one of the sister clubs for Arsenal. So, fingers crossed, she gets picked up at some point. Yeah, that'd be good. I'll, I'll put her name towards you and you can send the scouts out from United. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had the power to do that. <laughs> <laughs> one day. One day, maybe, you never know. What about management? Would you ever go into management when you've come to the end? You know, obviously, I'm getting on a bit now. Like, I've got to start thinking about what I'm going to do. But I, I personally don't enjoy co- like the coaching aspect to football because I just want to go on the pitch and play. I yeah, wouldn't yeah. want to stand there and tell people what to do. I just want to do it. Yeah. So, I mean, I've done it for youth teams and younger kids, which is always nice because it's nice to see them progress and them get better. But I don't think I could do that as a job. Is, I think is, it. A special niche, isn't it, being a coach? 100%, yeah. Because I've tried um, coaching a few different sports. Obviously, with, with, with a, I used to coach uh, basketball quite often, and I used to find it very frustrating. <laughs> Even though I shouldn't because they're younger kids, it's like, well, why can't you do it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you do it. Why can't you do it? No, I just don't really have the patience for it, unfortunately. I've never been, never been one for patience. <laughs> and I think that's that's probably the main thing you need when you're a coach, isn't it? Oh, and yeah, definitely. <coughs> definitely. Uh, well, dude, short and sweet, but I might have to dash because I've got to do all these uh, school-run stuff and make sure the eldest is all right in the house. Well, you let me know like when this goes out, and I'll put it on my social media and stuff, so people can listen. Hundred percent. I'll get that. Um, I'll get that over to you straight away. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, because what I've got to do is I have to save the Skype call, and then that goes onto the other platform that goes to iTunes and all that. It's it's a pain in the ass. I need to find a better better way of getting it on. But we're all still learning. We're only a year old. We're still learning. Yeah, just let us know. That'll be good. It'll be good to listen to. Yeah, definitely. Thank you very much for coming on. No problem. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. And I'll catch you again soon. All right, perfect. Yeah, buddy. And there we have it. The latest instalment of the Granite Zero podcast with Leah Galton. Brilliant insight to the life of a professional women's player and just an overall top chick. Um, But we will be coming back at you as soon as possible with the next instalment which will be a special edition episode with the guest of the year the man of the moment the future lightweight champion Mason the Dragon Jones so stand by for that to drop ASAP but without further ado thanks to Combat Fuel thanks to Right Flank thanks to Dead Mammoth Coffee and thanks to Infusion CBD but as they always say in the RAF Regiment, per our joy, yeah? Through adversity, I'm Tomo and I'm out. <laughs>